Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, welcome back to the Joy of Membership podcast. I'm your host, Joy Dooling, and I am so happy you are here. Before we get into today's topic, I wanted to take just a few minutes to share a brief update regarding the show. After 52 episodes and celebrating the accomplishment of having our first season under our belts, the Joy of Membership podcast is officially entering season two. Now, for those of you who have become listeners over the last year, I really want to thank you for allowing me to be part of your weekly experience. We're going to be changing the format of the show a bit for season two based on all the lessons that my team and I learned as we produced the first year's episodes, as well as the aha moments that listeners shared from season one. Here's what you can expect going forward. So each week, we're actually going to focus on a specific opportunity to improve your member experience. These are moments that exist in your relationship with members where you could create real impact for those you serve. You know, things like following up with new leads, reminding members of value before you hit them with a renewal invoice, member recruitment drives, welcome kits and onboarding sequences, responding to member concerns or complaints, sponsor appreciation campaigns. So all of these very specific moments in time and what you can do to make that moment in time have impact in a positive way. Now, there are going to be two things that actually come out related to the topic every week. There will be this weekly podcast episode, which We're going to move to having our release date for the podcast on Tuesdays instead of Thursdays. And that is because on Thursdays, we're going to add a live training on that week's topic. So in that live training, I will show you exactly how to build out the specific care point in the Journey Care software. It'll be kind of like being able to watch over my shoulder while I build out the automations that help you be consistent, attentive, responsive, and engaging. You know, helping you be everything that the care in Journey Care stands for. Now, attending the live training sessions on Thursday will be absolutely free. All of the recordings from the training are going to be stored inside Journey Care in our new learning library called the Journey Care Passport. Plus, the CarePoint workflows that I build out during the training are actually going to be available inside the software 
as a template that you can use if you are a Journey Care subscriber. It's in this way that we're going to start connecting everything that is published each week. You'll have the podcast episode, a free training, and a template added to Journey Care, all related specifically to a member experience care point where what you do and how you do it actually makes a difference. If you want to see the upcoming topics and get registered for any of the live trainings, you can do that at journeycare.app slash training. That's journeycare.app, A-P-P, slash training. At that link, you will see all the individual topics that are coming up, and you can register for the entire sequence of trainings in one fell swoop. Once you're registered, I'll send you the participation link automatically every week. So that is where we are headed, my friend. I hope that you are in it with me for another great season of the show. We will have guests like we always have, but the content is just going to be so much more specific on how to help you actually put the member experience concepts into practice. And I think you're going to find that super helpful. So now with that quick update out of the way, let's launch into this week's topic. So because we are going to start focusing on specific care points each week, I thought a great place to start would be to talk about emails. You know, some sort of email is almost always built into care points. Not always, but most of the time. And a big thing I hear from people about building automations that involve email is that they worry about getting everything exactly right. And what if there's some sort of embarrassing error? Well, the reality is that good emails and the best of intentions do sometimes go bad. Whether you are sending an email out manually to a single person or you've built an email into an automation. You know that feeling as soon as the email sends and all of a sudden you see a glaring typo or you realize you sent the email to the wrong group or maybe the system didn't autofill the names right and all of your messages went out saying dear first name instead of dear Susan or dear Bob. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Even those of us who um, claim to be experts in experience design. Just last week, as a matter of fact, I sent out an email to what I believed to be a specific subset of my mailing list who had indicated interest in a specific topic. So in my email, I made specific reference to that specific interest. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) You guessed it. I chose the wrong sending parameters when I sent the email, and it went to a larger group of people, many of whom did not have that specific interest indicated. As soon as the first person wrote back that I must have sent the message to them in error, I realized what I had done. So what can you do in situations like this? Do you resend? Do you try to explain? Do you just ignore it and go on with your day as if you are blissfully unaware that anything bad happened? There are a few possible approaches you could take here. First of all, if it's minor, you could ignore it. 
Someone actually told me recently that she used to tell people that she randomly sprinkles typos into her emails just to see who's paying attention. I'm pretty sure she was joking, but the point is that most people won't even notice the error, and if they do, they probably won't say anything. And if someone does respond to point out your error, just keep it in perspective with a good dose of humor. The second option is to fix it where and when it matters. Most mistakes can be corrected or clarified outside of the email. If the email was promoting an event, someone will see the correct date on the registration page and in their confirmation emails. Make sure the details are correct and emphasized in those other places. Now, if the issue is only a mistake for some of the people who received the email, you can try to narrow down a resend to only the people for whom the error is significant. So for example, in the recent email that I personally flubbed, the error was only applicable to some of the people who had received it. A resend to everyone of the email would have been overkill and it would have only attracted attention to the misstep. Of course, if it's a biggie, (laughs) and biggies do happen sometimes, like you told people they would get 100% off of conference registration when you meant to type 10%, then you have no choice but to send an immediate apology or correction email to everyone. Be sure to include a clear subject line like resend or let's try again or correction so that people know what's up. Now, the third thing that you may want to do in response to some sort of email error is to look at fixing related issues in your database or automations. So if the error is something that was created by your automations or perpetuated by your automations, like you got an email that goes out that says, dear first name or hello, Bob Smith, instead of saying dear Bob or hello, Bob, then you need to clean up the fields that are associated with that in your database so that you don't continue to have that problem in every email that you send. Now, sometimes these errors happen because of the way people fill out contact forms. And it's kind of hard to prevent that, you know, when someone sees name in a contact form, and they type in their name in all lowercase, they aren't thinking about every email that they get from you now on is going to have their name in lowercase, or they type in just their first initial, or they type in their full name, where they're only supposed to put their first name. So it's important on your end to periodically scan through your database to watch for these sorts of human tendencies, blank first names, obvious typos, inappropriate capitalization, routinely exporting your database, cleaning it up, and then re-importing the corrected version should do the trick. If automating emails is something that you'd like to learn more about, and you want to see how you can do it easily, whether you are sending emails manually to one person, or you're sending out email newsletters, or you're wanting to create email automation sequences, consider joining me this Thursday at noon central for the live training focused on this topic. You can watch over my shoulder as I actually build emails in journey care. I'll show you how to send to exactly the right subsets of people, how to make your emails pretty, and how to customize an email to include an individual member's specific data. Journey care can do some really cool things with email, and I'm looking forward to showing you.
That brings us to a wrap on this week's episode. I'll be back here next week on Tuesday instead of Thursday. We'll have a great guest who will be talking about how you can use lead magnets to attract new members, donors, sponsors, pretty much anyone you want to attract. A lead magnet can help you do it. Having a lead magnet is something that a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs use, but it's not as predominant with associations, trade groups, and nonprofits. So there's lots we can unpack and learn there. I'll either see you Thursday for the live session on email or back here in your ears next Tuesday. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.